Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God from Revelation chapter 5. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. This is God's word. Just exactly how much is a lamb worth? Confess, I don't really know. The Bible loves to speak of agriculture, livestock, farming. And I'm a bit ignorant on these things. I did not grow up farming. Some of you did. When I served in Bear Creek, Wisconsin, in dairy farm country, I always had to be a little careful whenever I'd encounter those parables about seeds and fields to make sure I wasn't speaking out of turn, speaking inappropriately. I don't know how much a lamb is worth. I can't fathom it's worth a whole lot. I mean, I know price of meat's going up these days. Maybe that's one thing going for it. But I would think to get your money's worth out of a lamb, you'd have to let it grow into a sheep and get a lot of wool out of it. And then a single lamb? How much work would it be to care for one of them? Because it couldn't really make a living off of a single lamb. You need to care for it and feed it and make sure it doesn't wander off and, and get into trouble. I can't imagine that a lamb would be worth a whole lot to any of us. Now, of course, in biblical times, a lamb had an entirely different role to play. A family often had a whole herd of sheep and lambs among them. In the the temple, where the people of God gathered to bring their sacrifices, the priests would offer every single morning with the morning prayers... The sacrifice of a lamb. And at the end of every day, with the evening prayers, another lamb would be sacrificed. And of course, the most important sacrifice in all of Israel was the Passover lamb. There was the original Passover that the Israelites celebrated when God delivered them out of Egypt. And the blood of the lamb was taken to put on the doorposts of the homes. So the angel of death would pass over the people. And then the Israelites, later on the Jewish people, would commemorate that deliverance by the eating of a lamb on the Passover every year. Obviously the lamb had an important role to play in Israel, especially because there were sacrifices. Now this lamb that is depicted for us in Revelation 5, and I know there's a whole bunch of images here. Creatures and elders and a lamb with seven eyes and seven horns and you have a scroll with seven seals and you have angels and the throne of God 
The lamb should not be hard, though, to interpret. This lamb is the one who is worthy, the one who is worthy to take this scroll and open its seals, something no one else in heaven and on earth is able to do. And just when John begins to weep because no one can take from the throne of God this scroll and open it, there is one who can. A lamb looking as if it had been slain. Who is the lamb who has indeed been slain but is no longer dead? Who is the one who is able to do what no one else in heaven and on earth can do? That, of course, is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus is the Lamb who is worthy, worthy to receive power, wealth, wisdom, might, honor, glory, and blessing. And what is the scroll that he is able to open and unroll? It's the restoring of God's earth and his creation and a new heaven and a new earth. Spoiler, that's what comes at the end of Revelation. A new heaven and a new earth. But there is no one else who can bring that about but the Lamb. Only the Lamb, Jesus Christ, is worthy to redeem and restore God's creation which is broken and corrupted. That Jesus is the Lamb who is worthy highlights for us how we are not. You see, the term Lamb in the Bible can be a positive thing, but it can also be a negative thing. A lamb can be a term that refers to Jesus, but it can also be a term that applies to us as God's people. In fact, next week, the fourth Sunday of Easter, is Good Shepherd Sunday, and we're going to hear of Jesus as, <clears throat> excuse me, the Good Shepherd. And we're going to hear about us as the sheep that Jesus shepherds. But when we're described as sheep, lambs, it's not so much a compliment. There's this whole image in Isaiah chapter 53. It's a reading we always hear on Good Friday about how the servant of the Lord is like a sheep that's led before its shearers, like a lamb led to slaughter. You ever heard that phrase, a lamb led to slaughter? We use it a lot in sports, don't we? What happens if, I remember way back in 1992 when Kingsford played a basketball team from Saginaw, Saginaw Buena Vista. I think the average height of that basketball team was about six foot five. And I know there was at least one guy that played at Michigan State and a bunch of other really big guys on that team. And I think Kingsford got, uh, they lost by like 30 points in that game. They were lambs led to slaughter. What does that mean? A lamb led to slaughter is no match. It's weak. It's helpless. It can do nothing of its own. 
And that's us, isn't it? We are not worthy to receive what Jesus receives. We are not ourselves worthy to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Only Jesus is the Lamb who is worthy. Only Jesus can restore this broken, fallen world. But boy, we're, we're sure trying, aren't we? Thinking that, you know, right people win the midterms in November or right laws get passed or right things happen in this country. If we can just do the right thing in our schools or just reverse this law or change this, it's all going to be fine. We think if our own personal circumstances will change in this way, or if I could just get this to happen, or if this person wouldn't be like this, or my boss wouldn't be such a jerk, or my kids would just listen to me for this time, for the first time in their lives, then everything's going to be okay. And yet, how are our efforts going at restoring this world? Seems to me the farther and farther along we go, the greater and greater mess this world becomes. And that our efforts to open the scroll of God's salvation and remake this heaven and this earth are failing spectacularly. Of course they are. We are not worthy to open the scroll. Only Jesus is the Lamb who is worthy. Only Jesus is sinless and spotless, without blemish, the Lamb that is the perfect sacrifice. And for that reason, we join in singing. You know, you're there in Revelation 5. No, you're not the lamb that is worthy. But I want you to catch again the way that John speaks. First of all, he talks about the elders. 24 elders of Israel who are there before the throne. That number 24, remember, numbers are important in Revelation. Number 24 is two times the number 12. Why is that significant? Well, in the Old Testament, God's people Israel were those who were descended from the 12 sons of Jacob. The 12 tribes. And in the New Testament, the people of God, his new Israel, are the church. Those who have received the teaching and testimony of the twelve apostles. In fact, if you read Acts chapter 1, it was essential for the apostles after Judas had killed himself that they replace him. That there would still be twelve among their number. So the number twelve is the number of the people of God of the Old Testament. And it's the number of the people of God of the New Testament. And so before the throne of God in Revelation, you have 24 elders. And who are they? They're the people of God of all time. Old Testament and New Testament alike. They are there singing praise to the one who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Now there's a lot of different interpretations of Revelation. And some might disagree on that. We're not going to pull apart every interpretation of Revelation there. But if you don't think you're there, notice who it is that sings. Every creature in heaven and on earth 
and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them, saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Every creature in heaven and on earth joins in the praise of the Lamb. You might not believe that because you can see that there are plenty of people out there who do not praise Jesus Christ. Who do not acknowledge him as the Lamb who is worthy and the one who should receive all power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. They may not praise him now, but they will. The day will come in a new heaven and a new earth, where as Paul writes in Philippians 2, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Thanks be to God. We won't wait until then. We'll do it now. The Lamb who is indeed worthy to receive power, wealth, wisdom, might, honor, glory, and blessing. He pours out all the benefits of his sacrifice on us this very day. Bloodshed for the forgiveness of our sins. Life bestowed upon us. Love that is unmatched. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is Christ our Lord. And thanks be to the God who bestows worth upon us. That though we are not worthy in and of ourselves to bring about salvation, to unfold God's new heaven and new earth, that God takes us and redeems us and bestows worth upon us. You are worthy because the Lamb who is worthy was slain and because of that, the God who sits on the throne gives you your worth, gives you your value, rescues you, and makes you new. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is Jesus Christ. Let us give him all glory, honor, blessing, and praise today and always. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.